Podcast. Uh, today's episode is uh, Return of the Jedi, episode 63. Mm. So I think we should start this all off with Aiden. He's uh, expressed an incredible amount of hype for this film. So, Aiden, start with you. Yeah, this is my favorite Star Wars film. Very, very close between this and Revenge of the Sith. Um, there's I'm going to probably be honest, there's probably a nostalgia and kind of emotions tied to this film, which makes it my favourite. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, like I said in the previous two episodes, I watched all these back on VHS in the space of a very short time. I still can't remember if it was a week or a month or whatever. Um, but yeah, this, this, you know, obviously the climax of this film and everything that kind of culminates from the new hope to now uh just blew me away as a kid as we'll probably get into um and i i i just know this is the most rewatched star wars film of the original trilogy for me um i remember you know uh, our granddad who is someone and ben's granddad who is no longer here um god bless him uh he rented out return of the jedi when i was staying at theirs when i was younger so probably about seven not long before he passed away actually Actually, it was probably 99, just before uh, Phantom Menace. I think he was, like, getting himself hyped to watch it with us. Um, and we had Return of the Jedi on. And I just remember sitting in their living room, um, just, like, being engulfed with him uh, watching the speed bike chase. So that's quite a very fun memory for me. So, again, I think there's just a lot of emotional attachment to this film. Um, and then during high school, um, I didn't own any of the DVDs. And there was a lad who lived down the road from us who I, who I was friends with at school who had the original trilogy on VHS so I, uh, I got the old VHS out and uh, borrowed Return of the Jedi from him and I think that was probably the first time I introduced it to you Ben as far as I'm aware so um, oh, yeah. yeah so uh, rewatchability Return of the Jedi out of the original trilogy is my most watched um, mm-hmm. and as, as we get into it you know there's so much I could talk about and I will probably be very excited and squeal quite a bit as we go so yeah Return of the Jedi for me is I'm I'm super excited to talk about this one. But uh, what about you two? I mean, I I enjoyed Return of the Jedi honestly more than more than Empire Strikes Back, but probably still not as much as A New Hope. I I I don't know what it was, but again, sort of in the same way that I sort of tailed off towards Cloud City when I was watching Empire Strikes Back. Sort of the mid bit mid part mm-hmm. with the sort of I mean, as much as I love the Ewoks. The Endor part genuinely did sort of slow down the pace a lot in a lot of ways, yeah. and I did yeah. find myself sort of slipping out. Just, just being honest about it. But uh, I mean, I, I agree. To be honest, the high points are probably the highest in this mm-hmm. film out of all of them. You know, I, I, I think it, it, it probably is the most emotionally striking. I think we get to see, you know, the, the full. I, I wouldn't say redemption arc of Darth Vader, but we get to see him, you know, finally bring balance to the force which is of course with the context of the prequels is a huge deal right like that not just the build up from the original trilogy but the build up from the prequels makes that act of you know throwing the emperor into the pit a huge deal right and so of course there's a lot and this is of course the conclusion for this original trilogy so there's going to be a lot of ended plot points a lot of resolutions so you know all, all the threads that were built up and all the the, the 
the grimness of uh, Empire Strikes Back gets a lot of its resolution in this one. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think in terms of my overall ranking, I'd say A New Hope, Last uh, Return of the Jedi, not Last Jedi. And then uh, definitely not Last Jedi. And then uh, The Empire Strikes Back would be, be my ranking for it. What about you, Ben? Well, I'll be honest. I rewatched this last night. Um, and not because of the film. I did fall asleep literally just before the Vader fight. Yeah. Um, but... Not not through lack of enjoyment, um, though I didn't enjoy it as much as I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of goofy tone to it, the bit of a a lot of silly stuff happens in it, and I just it took away from the experience a bit. Yeah, uh, I just found a lot of things that were happening was like, would that really be what they're doing? Is that really what they'd say? That's just not doesn't feel like the character that we know mm-hmm. um so i mean in terms i probably enjoyed it more than a new hope but nowhere near as much as um empire strikes back yeah it's so weird our all our orders are completely different which again which is why make what makes star wars so you know loved and subjective because mine would go jedi empire new hope so we're all in a kind of different order I will say though, Naf, you've kind of said that, and I, I'm thinking about it. Even though this is my favourite Star Wars film, the end all bit, even I'm a bit like, oh, I kind of want this bit to hurry up. Mm-hmm. But the high points of this film are what makes it my favourite film. Like literally, as we get onto it, like the whole Vader redemption stuff, like that shit literally is like the my all-time favourite stuff regarding Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as we get onto that bit, we will, you know, I'll talk about it more, but you know, full disclaimer, the Endor stuff, it's not horrible. It's not like complete trash, but it definitely slows the pace down. And, and as Ben said, makes it a little bit more goofy. But as yeah. most Star Wars fans know, Lucas wanted the uh, Ewoks put in to make sales for, you know, children, make it a bit more child accessible. So be it as you may. But talking about child friendly, again, a lot of the Star Wars fans probably already know this, but this film was originally called Revenge of the Jedi. So, mm. you know, the original posters going out about a year before release were going out as Revenge of the Jedi. Um, and then they kind of looked back at the marketing and was like, damn, that's kind of a really bleak name for the uh, initial ending of this Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. So they, ch- they turned it to Return of the Jedi. Um, I quite like the name Revenge of the Jedi, but obviously we get that, God, what, 20, nearly 20 years, go on, 22 years later. We get Revenge of the Sith, so they kind of did it as a homage, I suppose. But um, yeah, yeah, just just a little bit of um, a bit of tidbit there, and and there is another thing. Uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about it now. The initial ending when it was still Revenge of the Jedi was Luke after beating Vader was going to put on Vader's mask and essentially become the next Darth Vader. That was their initial ending, mm-hmm. which is really bleak. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, and and Han was supposed to die. Like, you know, as we know, Harrison Ford, and you can see in this film, he doesn't give a shit anymore at this point. Like, he's kind of over this. Yeah. Um, and he was he was lobbying to get killed off in this. Um, but there was like, no, we want this to be a relatively light film mm-hmm. and we don't want it to be completely bleak. So whether they would have killed off Han if they had the original ending of Luke putting on Vader's mask, I mean, that would have just been a completely different film. Um, but yeah, so that they, they were kind of the initial plot points that kind of got dropped as production went on, but just an interesting kind of tonal shift in, in the film, I suppose. Mm. 
Definitely. And I think Return of the Jedi is, of course, more fitting in terms of the actual plot itself rather than the revenge of the Jedi, because it, there isn't really much revenge going on. I mean, aside from the Empire. Unless, well, yeah, that, I mean, it depends how you look at the title, because Return of the Jedi could mean Luke, but in my head canon, it's Vader. He's returning to be a Jedi. Mm. So the revenge of the Jedi would have kind of made sense because he's getting on revenge on Palpatine for being an absolute asshole to him for the past like 30 years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just how you take it. I mean, there's a lot I want to discuss in this film about, you know, subjective views and, and your opinions on stuff. So as we yeah. get into it, yeah, I'll, I'll bring them up. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we kind of dive into the film, I noticed initially straight away with the opening of this film, it's very kind of, full circle as lucas always said it's poetry mm-hmm. um is you get basically a sh- nearly shot for shot opening of a new hope with return of the jedi mm-hmm. except straight away you have the death star 2 in full view yeah which obviously you know as again as a kid and you know as a new person watching this you're like wait what that, that was blew up like two films ago like what's going on here yeah um and they start off with the bad guys this time instead of the good guys so you know you get the Death Star 2 in shot, you get the Star Destroyer in shot, and it goes straight to Vader, like turning up on his ship, and um, obviously the commander talking to him when he's shitting his pants when Vader arrives, <laughs> because as we said in the last one, if you're in charge and you're speaking to Vader, nine times out of ten you're about to get choked to death. Um, I noticed that uh, when I watched it last night, all of them look absolutely shit scared. Like they're they're really hesitant, and I think whether it's just really well acted or what, but they they nailed the sort of how you would yeah. feel if you had to report to Vader. Yeah. And then what makes it even better is then once Vader mentions the Emperor, the commander goes from like terrified to holy what the like what no yeah. no, and then obviously Vader's like the Emperor's not for, as forgiving as I am. Instantly, he's kind of <laughs> telling you that if Vader's not as is is kind of a chill guy in comparison, you know this Emperor who's only been really mentioned and briefly saw in the last film has has got a storm coming. Like so, yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, we kind of move on to Tatooine. If anyone wants to have any thoughts on that, I mean, I I just love that. Then again, I'm a huge fan of the pairing of C3PO and R2D2. So then then wandering up to the gates of Jabba's palace. And uh, somehow, sort of just making their way in. I I know you guys don't like C three PO, but I I think it's just great. It's, it just sets the tone and the levity of it all. And and you know when they they run it, they go inside and immediately they're greeted by the the two Gamorrean guards who are just complete pieces of shit from uh, <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront two. If uh, people are familiar, they would just one shot you with melee attacks. <laughs> but uh, that that aside, yeah, they look great. And uh, you actually enter Jabba's palace, and you know we've heard. heard I try aside from the like the terrible CGI in A New Hope. Yeah, you've you've barely not seen, but it's you've heard. But like even in even in Empire Strikes Back, like uh, at the beginning, Han's like, "Yeah, I've got to go because I've got a price on my head. Like I've got to pay back Jabba because he's a big deal, right?" And then we, we, we're getting to see all that. You know, what, what's the deal with Jabba the Hutt and uh, you know, his palace with uh, his slaves and all that? I, I I don't know. Like them being used as <laughs> Luke sort of selling out R two D two at C three P O was so funny to me. Like the way the CTPO's reaction and all that was amazing. And let's uh, not forget Bib Fortuna's Dawanga Wanga. Dawanga Wanga. The first thing I saw, I was like, oh, I miss that so He's much. so freaky, man. Bib Fortuna. And he's skinny it, as well. It just is grubby little eye is horrible. I really did not like that character design. And uh I, I think they really went 
I think is is it the first time you see a Twilek? You know the um, I think it is right. It's the first yeah, time you see so. a Twilek in in Jabba's uh, past. They really go for they really push a lot of the alien angles. Like they have a lot of designs. Oh, the makeup are, and the costumes are great. Yeah, definitely. It really makes it this. I, th- I suppose inhospitable a- alien alien place really, which is fantastic and it, it really sets the scene. But uh, yeah, all, all the all the stuff that happens in Jabba's palace is is quite quite great. I mean, I think it's a little bit simplistic of a setting like it's just sort of like the stone mm. room and you think someone who runs like the most profitable crime cabal in the galaxy would probably have a bit of a nicer pad really but uh what can you do it's it's tatooine at the end of the day so was, you can only get certain pads with a rancor pit at the bottom of it there true true that is a nice i mean you just fucking chucks that poor slave girl down there he doesn't even i mean she just trying to escape i mean i'm not i'm not condoning it but she yeah. basically is halfway through dancing he's like now nah, i want out of here and he's just like nah, nah. <laughs> nah, 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 and then nah, we nah, nah. And, and we see max revo the absolute king oh god that's the little um squirrel thing no it's the it? big blue elephant oh shit the, uh, god oh god the, the song that plays at that the um the singer so, that again was one of the songs i think was... the remasters edition has a different has... song though it's it's the one the same one from the Moss Eisley map on Star Battlefront Two because it cycles between the um the cantina music to to that song I'm not even like it's all in alien language like I'm not gonna <laughs> even try I'm and pretty sing. sure yeah it's a different one but I I it's always remember the remastered version playing in my head yeah so when yeah. it didn't play I was a bit like oh what okay so uh, I, the first time throughout this like Star Wars month the remastered edition stuck in my head more than the original I've, i i really fucking love that song i think it's, it's re- really funky and good and uh it's like unnecessarily good like they didn't need to, mm. to go that hard and like almost like a little segment of like a music video bit but i thought it was really cool and, it, and uh i really liked it I'm, I'm fairly certain there's an episode of the clone wars uh that that has that is is that also involves either that character or a member of her race being embroiled in in uh, the huts and, and that as well. I'm fairly oh, certain okay. if I remember correctly, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I again, the Jabba, the Jabba, Jabba's palace stuff is really, really quite great. It's kind of weird as well. You say when the, the slave gets dropped into the rankle pit, like I, again, I was getting like, this is not a child film. This is kind of like horror film vibes again, mm. low key, but like literally you just hear her like screaming for a life and stuff and they wait for the rancor reveal for a bit later. But like, yeah. again, as a kid, you'd be like, what the hell just happened there? Like this is terrifying. And we get Boba Fett just doing his strong silent type again, just kind of been there, just chilling. Like, mm-hmm. really doing a lot again. I, I, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Ben, <laughs> you want to go on? I was just going to say that, again, it, it's crazy how little Boba has an impact on the series as a whole. Yeah, he became one of the most iconic characters of all time, right? Like he does, I, he says like two or three lines in, in An Empire Strikes Back. And, and that's says it. Nothing in it this. says nothing and then just dies. He just, he just screams. Yeah, that's it, it. It's got to have just been the design. Like, yeah. There's, there's no other reason. Because you, you, like we said, we, we had like Bosk and um, Dengar and stuff. They're cool bounty hunters, but no mm-hmm. one took the following to them because they probably didn't look as cool as Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that was kind of weird. And the only, to be fair, though, what I did notice is um, when the bounty hunter has Chewie and does like the thermal detonator move, Boba kind of gives it gives them a nod of respect. Yeah, like that. that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, right there. So that was kind of cool. And obviously, then the twist is that it was Leia. As a kid, again, mind blown. 
as an adult, like um, my girlfriend was watching this with me and she's never, I don't think she's ever watched Jedi before. And she was like, that's definitely Leia. She's like, is it Leia? I was like, I'm not telling you. She's like, well, it is Leia. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> as, as effective as it was as, as a child, I suppose. Is, is it worth mentioning that deleted scene about uh, Luke? Oh, so good. Yeah. Do you want so to explain it? Deleted scene that they released, um, I'm assuming for like the Blu-ray editions. Just yeah. Finish. It's it's a great scene, but fitting it in is, uh, I think the fans are kind of like, I'm glad it wasn't. But essentially, mm-hmm. so this would have been set after Vader tells the commander that the Emperor's coming. He basically goes into his chamber and tries to force communicate with Luke. Mm-hmm. And, and then it goes to Tatooine before C-3PO and R2 set out. They're, um, they're in a cave with Luke. And the thing that makes it cool, essentially, is Luke is basically finalizing the last adjustments on his new lightsaber and then ignites it, kind of does like a badass nod. It's like, yeah, okay, this works. And then that's it, essentially. So, you know, the cool bit is Vader's still trying to call out to Luke. And essentially, it gives the reveal away that the lightsaber's green before you actually get the reveal because as the poster behind me and all the original posters, the lightsaber's still blue. Mm -hmm. And they changed it to green. They only changed it to green, uh, apparently, because with the sky in Tatooine, the blue lightsaber basically just didn't show very well. Oh, right. Okay. So it was it was, it was was kind of like a editing reason, but obviously, again, I have behind me, the green lightsaber is absolutely amazing, and the hilt noise it makes when it kind of ignites is it's incredible, like a whip hiss snap mm. noise. Um, so, yeah, the deleted scene essentially just shows him finishing it, which is kind of cool, because obviously yeah. you don't really see that in any star wars film um bar the new sequels but meh um <laughs> so yeah that, that's the really scene and um, that's the only kind of big one that i am aware of but i i quite enjoyed it to be honest okay yeah i, I thought it was an awesome little deleted scene and again mm. like you say i think it probably would have taken away from that reveal of the lightsaber being green and uh again it's, it's, it's interesting how something so narratively significant i suppose of him having a green lightsaber and really setting himself apart from other Jedi in that way is that you know, this is the first green lightsaber we've seen. Every other Jedi, like Obi-Wan's had a blue lightsaber. We haven't seen Yoda's lightsaber or anything like that. So him having a green lightsaber really, again, individualizes Luke and really sets him apart from from the rest of the Jedi. Well, the, you know, well he's the only one left at this point. <laughs> the Jedi. But uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Really, really significant. But that change coming out of what was basically a cinematography, you know, had to overcome... Cinematographic uh, <laughs> difficulty. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Really, really cool. And that, again, that's that's cinema, isn't it? That's that's that's, that's Kino. That's Kino. It's, uh, <laughs> stuff stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, no. I, I I did like that deleted scene. But again, I don't think the film's any worse off not having it. No, not all. It doesn't. It. I think it's just a cool addition, and yeah. obviously, it, yeah. it's gone down and kind of as an iconic part of what made Return of the Jedi a bit different is there was no mm. green lightsaber. Mm, um, definitely. And what's cool is obviously it's based off Obi-Wan's hilt. And yeah. again, if you go into like the lore and like the expanded universe and stuff, obviously there was blueprints in his hut for the lightsaber. So that's, that's cool. Um, but if we kind of go back to it, then, you know, obviously Luke, you see straight away that Luke is already touching on the dark side because as he walks in, he literally force chokes the guards no mind tricks or anything. He literally just like, nah, I'm going to choke you. Like you can already see there's a bit of like the dark side is already just kind of t- like hinted at there. 
And I then will... he obviously did mind tricks on Bib Fortuna. I will say that when I was playing through the um the Lego Star Wars, is that's that's Luke's that is Luke's force power. Is he just mm-hmm. he, he literally just picks up the Gamoran guards and just chokes them out and their heads explode? Like yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that very like father like son, really. The uh, Yeah, again, it's what's cool is again it's all hinting that he's not like a light side Jedi, really. Yeah. He's yeah. The whole point of this film. Um but I absolutely love that he tries to use like force mind trick on Jabber and he's just like, nah nah nah. <laughs> <laughs> And it makes me think, damn, he must have had to go up against some Jedi's before, like, to, oh to yeah, simply like, to be that like strong-minded that he can essentially just ignore mind tricks. Mm. I wonder how long Hutz could live because we're what eighteen years after, nineteen years after the events of uh, Revenge of the Sith. So after Order sixty six, Luke's probably Luke's probably in his late twenties. Late twenties, unless you think. I don't think so. so. Yeah, no, late twenties, probably about twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah. It was a team so in the New Hope. Then it's a three-year skip to Empire, and then a year skip to Return of the Jedi. Mm. So yeah, twenty-four maybe. Mm. Yeah. But he's in Phantom Menace, which Anakin's a kid. Yeah. So so. So he's got to believe what fifty. I mean, he's probably yeah, he like, definitely... like Yoda. Like he can. Yeah, do... I, I think they live for a very long time. The uh, the hearts. Yeah, so he's definitely encountered some Jedi along the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, His voice is so cool as well. Oh, I do oh. love it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so good, especially that laugh when he like basically un- reverse Uno's layers, like trying to escape. Yeah. He's like, I've been watching the whole thing. I thought that was great because again, it's like. He's not. He's he's the real deal, right? Like he's he's not yeah. gonna fall for their little act of trickery. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I I thought it was um, if, this time around. I was like, surely Luke could have done a bit more. Like I don't know. I just felt like sort of handing himself over, pretty much. It kind of makes me think how far his plan actually was going. Because yeah, the only thing he really did was put his lightsaber in R 2s Yeah. There's nothing else really there that, you know, like he got to the point of being on a barge and like I know after he gets out of the Rancor pit, he's like really cocking like, oh, Jabba, this is your last chance. But I was just thinking that whole point. I was like, where's like kind of the leverage and where's like this confidence coming from? Because if if R2 shot his lightsaber at him now, he'd still have to fight an entire like gang of people. Yeah, so yeah. Was he wasn't even in the room at that point. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, was he waiting for a chance where there was less people? Mm. Face out. Was it a bit fluky? I, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I, it just seems again. I, I hate to say it, but very contrived that it actually worked yeah. out that R two was even in a position to give him his lightsaber and all that. The fact that they actually took R two and CCP on the barge and all that is uh, they didn't they check him for otherwise. <laughs> yeah, he would have just he would have just jumped straight into that <laughs> straight into the Sarlacc pit. But uh, just done a flip and caught nothing. Like, <laughs> what do I do now? I'm pretty sure it's that bit. I didn't notice it this time, but I've seen like a, a video and a gif of it a few times where Luke they call it Luke Force kicks because he basically kicks someone, but there's like yeah. this much distance between them. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> it's clearly not a force kick it was just terrible choreography but oh man I, we get to see a lot of um, lightsaber usage in this though 
particularly mm. him using it to deflect blaster bolts and stuff like that, which yeah. I don't think was necessarily shown very much. It, or shown at all. It's when he's training in A New Hope, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's really showcased the way it is in this, but you see it a lot on this whole barge sequence and on Endor as well. Yeah. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's Luke using his lightsaber to deflect bus force, which is still so cool. Like, just yeah. such a small thing, but such a cool thing that Jedi can do. It shows also, that he's like a Jedi now, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if you obviously have knowledge of the wider Star Wars universe, being trained by Obi-Wan Kenobi, the de facto master of Sorsu, which I think is form three or four, mm -hmm. which is yeah. the defensive form, which is used to deflect blaster bolts, and Mace Windu recognized Obi-Wan as the master of yeah. that form. So for, for Luke to be able to showcase that sort of does prove that he's um, somewhat more than a Padawan would be. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, he gets he gets Skywalker plot armor. Let's be honest. If you're a Skywalker, you're, you're essentially built OP as hell. Definitely, you can just built different is all it is. I but. will ask. Um, in the new edition, the newer edition, how does the Jabba's barge look? Because in the original edition, it does not hold up at all. Uh, yeah, it it was it was Jabba's barges and uh, the speeders. So not the oh, actual God. speeders that they're on, but the speed of mm -hmm. this when they're chasing someone, the speed that's in front of them looks mm. terrible for some reason. Yeah. Like it looks like they're on a string and it's just bouncing about. Like they don't move with the scenery. They just shake it. Yeah. The same thing when you see like Leia stood looking out of the barge at the other like small platforms, the other like moving uh, little yeah. skiffs that they have. Yeah. It looked very, very poor. <laughs> but this is it. I, I was saying to, saying to my friend, like, um, uh, set design wise, yeah, beautiful, absolutely mm -hmm. top tier shit. Yeah, then it just comes to the effects, and because the sort of uh, what they're doing is so outlandish, mm -hmm. they really can't mimic that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like how, how fast they're actually going on those speeders, weaving it out of those trees, and even the even the actual like uh, green screen or whatever they're using, they'd have absolutely clapped like clashed with like ninety percent of those trees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's just like woo 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 woo. It's like I mean, okay, I'm whilst, sure. Whilst we're on the topic, I will say, I, like I said, as a kid, that was super cool to watch. Oh like, yeah. I think if you were watching that with a kid who wasn't as, you know, keen eyed on like the graphics and the CGI and the props and stuff, you'd still think that is a really cool thing to be watching the speeder chase. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I was I like used to love that like I Again, the Licky Hills, as obviously you both know, is like a, is a forest near as like a nature park. Yeah. I used to be on my, as a kid on my bike, I would literally go around them trees thinking I was on like a speed bike. It was, it was great. Like, obviously, I don't now. I, I fell off like I was on a speed bike a couple of years ago. But um, yeah. Um, also, the other thing I'm pretty sure in the new editions is the Sarlacc has this random like tongue creature thing come out of him. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking that's about. That's not in. That's not in the original edition. It's just. It's uh, just a like hole with teeth. Yeah, the the starlight looks a little bit different. I mean, the thing. Yeah, I, the thing I find that, that I don't know. The, I, I'm no. I'm not familiar with the process of remastering at all. But the one thing that is makes it so much more noticeable is they don't change the FPS of the thing that they're adding in. So I mentioned yeah. this for Empire Strikes Back is when 
when the Millennium Falcon leaves with the trash, it's followed by a very, very smooth 60 FPS slave one right behind it. And it's like, it just, it just makes it, even though it, it looks so much more high quality and, and high fidelity compared to the original, you know, 1980s sort of Millennium Falcon, it's the movement that makes it look so much more jarring than the actual mm-hmm. high fidelity of it. So like, when they have the high, you know, they, they, they updated the background of, of Cloud City in, in Empire Strikes Back. So it's, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like more Coruscant style. That looks good because it's not moving. But as soon as something's moving and it's much higher FPS and better quality, you immediately notice and it's so much harder for your eye to, to not pick up on it. Yeah. I mean, going back to the Rancor, actually, is it, does it look okay in the enhanced edition? Because when it's just in like motion, when it's like not moving or it's like kind of a wide shot mm-hmm. it looks pretty good still but then as yeah. soon as he like tries to grab something or is like chewing on the uh, guard or like going for loop it's very stilty and and like you can tell that it's again the aging of the effects has kind of came into play i i would definitely say that it does like what, what i felt about the rancor is i'd su- i was surprised by how little it moves that mm-hmm. i'd forgotten is that it basically just stands stationary for the entire thing and just takes very very slow swipes at Luke. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily present that much of a threat, honestly. And and I I don't know. It, it, when when Luke sort of gets picked up by it and he puts the, uh, the 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 bone in its mouth, that looked very just lacking all impact. Like it didn't it, look like the bone should wedge its mouth open. It didn't even look like the uh, the rancor was even trying to close its mouth. So mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. This is where this is where the uh, Return of the Jedi sort of starts to lose it for me a little bit mm-hmm. is things like that it's if, if you're being picked up by a giant monster and you had a bone in your hand would you really try and put your hands in between its jaws to put stick a bone in there no you'd start whacking at its eye or something and i just don't i mean i don't feel like it goes to the overall tone of the of rancor the gets beaten by a Chekhov's rock essentially so that part I don't mind. Mm. The, the the door closing, that's fine. Maybe if Luke could use the force to affect the button uh, or mm. throw something at the button, that would have been a bit more like, ah, oh, now he's a clearly a, a more capable Jedi. But that, instead, it's just like good throw. That is a, <laughs> that is a good point, Ben. That you mentioned that is because you know the way the way Luke walks in to Jabba's palace is like he's the real deal. Like he's he's the bee's knees. He's he's uh, he's got you know, the big nuts, <laughs> big dog, big nuts. He's he's serious, but he's a self-proclaimed Jedi. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. Like, he's like, don't Yoda, make me. Yoda's use... like, Yoda's like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's like, he's like, um, don't make me use my powers. And he like turns his head yeah. down, like looks all all serious and all that sort of thing. But the way he actually sort of fights the rancor is very sloppy and very the precise opposite of that. And I think it's a bit jarring when he's like, you, you hype him up as finally in this film being a serious Jedi and that's that's the performance he gives is I would agree with Ben that him using the force or something a bit more proactively would have been more like oh damn like Luke's legit like he's he's made progress yeah. but it seems a bit more hollow I suppose it kind of almost looks like Luke is only a high class Jedi with a lightsaber yeah yeah because as soon as he gets his lightsaber out on the barge he's like absolutely out, taking yeah. names but which yeah once again back to the wider sort of context he should using a blue lightsaber not a green lightsaber then but well it's a semantics uh, again this is yeah i mean apparently again i was reading on the deleted scene youtube comments that uh he used a synthetic crystal which is why it's 
green or some bullshit like that. I don't know. The crystals are red, but well, yeah, exactly. I don't really know. I, I, I just like it's green, so I, I'm I'm kind of past that. I prefer I prefer um, the idea that it's quite guns. Potentially, yeah. I I like that head cannon that he he used Qui Gon's Kyber crystal because uh, he, he did pick it up in yeah uh, Menace. So I I and, don't know. Yeah. I think that would that would be a nice twist of fate, really. Well, not twist it of would, fate, but yeah. that's a good head cannon. I would I would I would support that. Uh, we'll kind of gloss over some of the stuff, but I do like that the first time you see the Emperor to again show what a big deal he is. You have Vader kneeling down, which again mm. shows like this guy's. Serious business, and we've got, um, we got we get the Sith guard, don't we? The uh, yeah, the, the Imperial, Imperial card. Yeah, just look, they do. They're so cool, but they do. Fuck. I I don't even care. They just look fucking amazing. They look great, yeah. but like literally, as as like when Luke and Vader enter his room, then like in the back half of the film, he's like, "Guards, leave us." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they probably would have been quite useful, not too absolutely. Long this, okay? Yeah, that's um, so, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I do like, though, however, there's respect from Palpatine to Vader. Like, mm-hmm. he treats him like he's like my old friend and stuff. Like, again, if you look at like the expanded universe and like the games and stuff, like Palpatine basically is like bitch slaps Vader every so often and he's like, know your place, dog. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, he's like, they act like they've been through it together. Like, they're, they're like kind of like Obi Wan and Anakin were before he became Vader. So, yeah. that was kind of interesting respect. They seem um, more like co-conspirators than Master and yeah. Apprentice, really. Yeah, 100%. Uh, then we go back to the Dagobah system, and Yoda looks just just as good, if not better, in, in, in this one. He does, like, yeah. Less, less like, obvious that it's a puppet. Um, Luke's obviously a little bit more respectful now, because he's like, mm-hmm. you're the master. Um, and, and again, like we said, then when he's like, well, then I am a Jedi, and he's like, nah, you got to be Vader. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Karen, okay. I was just going to say, how many times do you fucking whisper the word Luke? At the end when he's done. Come on. Get every sentence out. It takes him two minutes well, just to say Skywalker. Like I was like, dude. Get, 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 you, get, you, get, said, get. you said Sky. I know, I where, you're, I know where you're going with this. Like, I will I know. say, they, they also put in that uh, Yoda confirms that Vader is Luke's dad because apparently there was a whole thing that... I, I, don't, I'm, I don't know if I read it wrong or whatever, but Essentially, there was like we like a bad guy saying to Luke that he's his dad, like may not be believable. Whereas okay. if it comes from like a reputable, a respectable source, then like the kids would be like, "Oh, okay, Vader wasn't lying." Like, it's oh, actually true. right, yeah. So it comes less across as attempt at deception as actual, yeah. you know, true fact. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and then obviously, like Yoda just kind of been like, "Yeah, you got a sister, die." It's <laughs> like peace, I'm gone. He's probably like, like fuck, this shit's over with. Like, he's <laughs> so pissed out. I will say that it's just amazing. What killed him? Well, it, it, well, died of a broken heart like Padme. But uh, it's, I, what, um, I do, what I do find funny is, is, well, not funny, but impressive, is that they managed to make the puppet naturally, well, look natural when it got into bed. Like, you even see his little legs go up and stuff like that, and it still somehow looks... Yeah. I was very impressed by that. I don't know how about it, whether I should be impressed by that if that's really easy in the art of puppetry. But to me, I was like, ah, damn, that seems like a yeah. complex maneuver to pull off. I also cried as a kid when Yoda died. Like that, that broke my heart. Mm. And, and again, you aren't even really invested in. Well, you wouldn't be too invested in him if you've only watched those two films. But it was still really sad to see yeah. the music when he dies was really good. Like as we've already said before, like John Williams' score 
it's just perfect throughout this film again. Mm. And they they use they use quite somber notes when there's like darker moments and stuff. It, it was great. And um, Obi Wan returning, his effect is now much better in Return of the Jedi, even in the original. Mm. He's no longer this like straight up neon blue just around the edge. He's like a actual blue hologram looking kind of force ghost, which was cool. Yeah. Um. And this this is kind of what again like a point I was going to talk about is so obviously he's like oh Vader's like a bad guy um. And, and he's like, only Luke sees good in Vader, which I thought was really cool. Like, Luke's like, no, there's good in him, there's good in him. Everyone's like, nah, he's more machine than man. But the last thing that he says, and again, I was like, this is what you did fucking learn with Anakin, is he's like, bury your feelings. They serve you well, but the Emperor can use them. Again, he's like, don't feel too much because that leads to bad things. And that's exactly what Anakin did, is he buried his feelings and then he turned to the dark side because he repressed them more. You still haven't learned and you're dead. Like, Jesus Christ. And I know we said we'd talk about this as we go into the prequels, but it's like, Jesus Christ, he clearly, like, they are so clung on to the original Jedi Order. And, like, it, it just, again, it's the, well, it's why Luke nearly turns near the end of the film. Oh, because yeah. he's done exactly what Obi-Wan said. He's like, don't be feeling your feelings. Well, yeah, and- well, it's, all, it's all from a certain point of view, right? Oh, again, that, that, that is really interesting. Again, when he's like, you lied to me. And he's like, no, it's told you the truth from a certain point of view. And I did like that when he's like, everyone's truth is from a certain point of view. And I was like, oh, that's quite a good quote, actually. But no, you straight up lied. Like, you didn't yeah. ever once mention that Darth Vader was your father. Like, yeah, you're a liar. I don't know. I, I think that's that's a, some interesting mystical bullshit, really, to, to sort of <laughs> to be like, yeah, no, it was... Why, you know, maybe if you look at it from a different perspective, you'd see that I didn't, in fact, lie to you. Just, just <laughs> gaslighting the shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> him just gaslighting the shit out of Luke. He's like, why do you even bother? He's like, I'm dead. We could should have just been like, yep, yeah, I did. Like, <laughs> what of it? But, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I will say that you are right. The, the effects on uh, the Force Coast Ben Kenobi look a lot better than they did. Even in the remaster, they look much more natural than the, the sort of like hard blue outline. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think... Uh, the discussion with Ben Kenobi, I think, was necessary to sort of yeah. like remedy that to correct it because again, that would be you know that was at like some of our first questions is, is from Empire Strikes Back is like well why didn't why didn't and this Luke's first thing is like he hears that he's like why didn't why Ben didn't tell, tell me, me? And so of course like that conversation needed to happen or else the audience and Luke would be like well I feel a lot of unresolved feelings about this so I, I don't know I think it's. It's fair and, and, and a bit of a bullshit answer from Ben, though. So, you know, what can you do? What can you do? To be fair, he's probably sick of all this shit. He's been <laughs> hiding on Tatooine for like 30 years, exiled from everyone he knows, just to protect some kid who's literally like, you're a fucking liar, man. <laughs> like, I'm done with this, you know what? You know You've what? got a twin sister. <laughs> Do what you want. You've already kissed her, you weird kid. Like, I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck off and uh, spend, <laughs> spend some time with the other Force ghosts uh, <laughs> playing blackjack and some hookers. Like, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Forget he, the Force. <laughs> it's probably just so fucking past it, man. Like, I mean, imagine, I like, you, imagine like you're dead and like the Force effect of some little whiny little kid like drags you out of death. He's like, oh, fuck off. Like... So past it, yeah, yeah, dude. Resolve your daddy issues. Just kill him or don't. I don't care. Just fucking do something. I do feel it's weird that they're like, you can only be a Jedi if you kill your dad. Like that's yeah, that's, not that, that, that's a thing. bit fucked up. Like that's like, oh, you got to commit fratricide to to. Like, is, that why, is that why there's no dad? So patricide. Jedi academies. <laughs> it's like I like to be killed off screen. <laughs> Kidnap them. 
true, <laughs> true. Yeah. The whole section out. Essentially, yeah. The see, the Sith sounds more appealing than a Jedi, which is essentially a cult of kidnapping children and brainwashing them to repress their feelings. Oh, I, I know. Outside sounds kind of cool, actually. I know. I'd hundred percent be a Sith, like oh, hands down. Like I'd be like. I don't know. In terms of that, cooler lightsabers as well. Like absolutely, yeah. and you get the more. There's more freedom being like. It's like you do. You can do lightning and shit. Like if you're light force, <laughs> well, you're actually, just like, hmm. I can feel people's feelings. And it's like, <laughs> uh, you say that, but it's the rule of two. So literally, if one of us wants to become a Sith, we have to kill. That's the a, next that is, well, to, to display my knowledge of uh, the Star Wars universe is that wasn't always the case. So there was, no, it was uh, a little more than Darth Bane who introduced that. Yeah. yeah. So you you could at some point have been a Sith amongst many. So that would have been if if, if yeah, yeah, but then there's we're, too we're much infighting. Well, true, yeah, but I mean, it, 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 I don't know. Who cares? That'd be at least be exciting, right? It'd be like... Dark side is good, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've kind of already said our feelings on the Endor thing. Like I said, I mean, I will say Luke and Leia's Endor outfits are really clean. I love Luke's Endor mm. outfit. I love the helmet. The little like mm-hmm. uh, green rebel I'm, helmet. I'm looks sure. Very clean. And we've kind of already spoke about um, the speed of bike chase, but I love that Luke literally just whips out his green lights and like, fuck this, slashes the speeder and like one shots him into a tree. That was cool. Again, like you said, a lot more lightsaber use. It was like, we've got this green lightsaber, let's just get it out there. Let's mm, mark it. Mm. Um, also, I forgot to mention, obviously, you've got the, it's an older code, it's older code, sir, but it checks out. Like, that is like a meme in itself now, which was awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else on Endor? Like I said, we've kind of talked about the Ewoks and stuff. If anyone hates Ewoks and they want to beat them down, go and play the Force Unleashed DLC. You basically get to go around the Star Killer Force booting Ewoks. It's great. I, I love the Ewoks, man. Like, yeah. I, the, I mean, on this rewatch, I was like, that's not a cuddly bear. That's literally... Just horrible a small, looking. you know, a, well, a, how the how do fuck I say do they survived in the wild? I mean, I, I think they're adorable. What the fuck can they do? I think they're adorable, honestly. They can like, chop trees and shit. And yeah, they, they, they've got like flying apparatuses. They like, have like gliders. They're like big. They, they, they defeat a legion of imperial troops. You know, apparently the emperor's best men. So, but they're fucking stupid. The, the, oh, oh, the I think they're so cute. I think there's a, but there's, um, there's there's one bit you, when they're actually fighting. It's like it, I don't know why it's in a kids' film, but you see the, one of the Ewoks die. Yeah, yeah. Mode. No, I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, literally, like, no, he's not dead, is he? I was like, he's dead. He's like, no, that's not okay. I was like, they just killed a teddy bear on screen. I, I, I'd forgotten about this. Yeah, that burnt me. Into the yeah, it looks like it's essentially it killed a care bear. You killed Sunshine Bear on screen. I, I, I yeah, could. It's also. Sorry to keep it. No, no, it's all good. After the Rancor, Dallas, you just got too random. Oh, was heartbroken. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, he's just, he's just, some, he's just, some, he literally is just looks like a random geezer though. Like, there's, there's no like even like attempt. Random, he's just random cast member just came on. Like, oh, it's, it's I, I was so like taken out of it. Like, if it was an alien, like, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of sad. But I'm like, what are you crying about, dude? Like, get over it. Well, it's cool. Danny Trejo's the new Rancor, like kind of Randler, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. I, I was, I like the Ewoks. I'll say that much. In between all this, I did. Um, there's another bit where uh, it kind of again alludes to the Emperor's already kind of sus that Vader wants to save Luke. Mm-hmm. Like he disobeys the Emperor, goes to his obviously command ship, and and basically is like, oh, I want yeah, I want yeah, I want the son here. I want the son. Yeah, here. I yeah. Um. 
again, like you, you I, I mean, like I said, I'm super invested in Luke and Vader's relationship. It's like the whole thing that makes this film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get to that bit, we'll kind of go back. Obviously, like I said, Harrison Ford is so done with this film. Like anytime the Ewoks are on screen with him, he's just like, I don't care. He's like these these puppet CG bullshit stuff bears. Like I don't care. I don't want to be here. Couldn't you have just killed me off by now? Yeah, his dialogue just doesn't hit the same. The, it's just everything is anymore. less charismatic. Yeah. yeah and it's you can put favorite. that down. Go on. No, I, I was just going to say that it is extremely noticeable how much he's he's oh, mentally yeah. pieced out. Like, because again, his 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 whole whole shtick before it that was kind of like, yeah, I'm not about this. I'm not a rebel. I don't want to do this. It's kind of like not my problem, sort of thing. But now it's just like this is my problem, and I just don't care. So it's a little bit different, but it's essentially, just simping for Le- Leia and yeah. whatever she does, and he can potentially get some. He'll he'll do it. Like, yeah, I'll be I'll be part of the command because. She'll join me, yeah. That's yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> Luke can lift seat three PO in a chair, but still can't lift an X wing, is what I wrote. When he obviously uses. I think there's <laughs> a pretty there's a pretty huge difference in an entire spaceship and one droid. Master, but you can only lift a, ro- a droid. You still can't lift your X wing, and we won't see that till three, no, six films later. And by then, no one gives a shit. Mm, yeah. A 3PO covering the basically the entire Star Wars series in the space of five minutes in case anyone hadn't watched them before. I, did, I, I, I love that. With it. I don't know why. The, just, the, just the way he tells it with the sound effects from R2-D2, something about that scene was just amazing to me. I, I just really yeah. loved it. Like It, it, it just felt... With the only the, point I like to see 3PO. <sighs> yeah. He's not whinging like a little bitch. As if you wouldn't be whinging if you'd gone through everything he'd gone through. I just want to know how he was close enough to Vader to get that like a, a perfect recording of his breathing respirator. Mm, yeah, and, like, like... And tie fighters and all that stuff. Like he's got perfect sound recording of them, so he must have been up close to. Well, he guys. can communicate in six million different languages. Oh. So. Other uh, Han Solo like shuts him up halfway through that bit. And and to be fair, the bit with the uh, Solo where he's like giving him these commands to tell the Ewoks, he's like constantly interrupting. There's like, we hurry up, will you? We haven't got all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, really most, that was that quite was most good. Solo thing that he did in the film. Mm. Um, yeah, him simping for Leia was a bit like. I mean, I'd simp for Leia. Oh. I don't even care. I noticed we yeah. kind of completely missed the whole bikini scene out. Are we just leaving that out? Well, I mean, it was what it was at the time. It was it was fan service, but it also shows like Jabba's sort of, you know, sliminess. Yeah. I mean, I think it serves a purpose, but it's also like... Bring it back to the feminist, to be fair. Girl does it on her own. She chokes out Jabba with that chain and beats Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Leia is a badass, to be fair, so... Leia is this, yeah. I mean, I think she's probably one of the... She's a really good heroine in this in this sense. Like, she's not necessarily like a Mary Sue... Could do everything, <laughs> Ray. Um, <laughs> but more, she's takes charge. She she like she's ran for that speeder, and Luke's like, "Where the fuck are you going? What the fuck are you?" She's a Wait. general. She lives up to her name. Yeah, she's yeah. And yeah. she's like straight on there, like firing after them, and that's cool. Yeah, she she's definitely about it. Like she's hundred percent. Like so well represented, honestly. Right, and as we said of, earlier, she's the one who pulled out the grenade. So yeah, yeah. that was ballsy. That was I mm. love that. All right, time to kind of deconstruct 
how they tried to get around this. The whole mother scene. Do you remember your mom, Leia? Yeah, I remember her. She was really pretty and I have vivid memories of her. Yeah. But you really don't because she fucking popped you out and you died. So was she bringing up false memories? Is it force-induced memories? I have no I, idea. They've never really explained is it. it not her, is it not her know. adoptive mother on Alderaan? Because is that not what it was? That's what, that's what I thought it was. Luke was like, do you remember your mom? You know, my mom? Because I don't remember my mom. So would you remember your mom? Well, I mean, in terms of her, him, he hadn't told Leia that that's, mm-hmm. you know, that they share a mother yet. So in her mind, she's yeah. just thinking of the nearest mother figure that she knows. Eyes, but I was looking at just for, from a different perspective. Of, mm-hmm. Did, again, was it her adoptive mom or were they actually on about Padme? Because obviously Luke gets it right. He's like, I don't remember my mom at all, which yeah. is accurate because she gave birth to him and then died. So, yeah, just an interesting pickup because that was, a, again, if, if you look at it from the Alderaan perspective, then, yeah, it works absolutely perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. That, that, at least again, that's, that's where my moment went to. Yeah, it's very fast and loose with that conversation, though. So, mm-hmm. But then also I would say that I feel like with all the sort of subtle mentions of her being Force-sensitive, mm-hmm. she's also alluded to sort of being as powerful, if not powerful, than Luke. I feel. Uh, again, they hinted that in the new films that she's actually really fucking so powerful. Maybe she's more force sensitive and. Well, that goes sure. on to my next note. Somehow I've always known you were my brother. <sighs> did you know that when you were necking on with him in the Empire? Because if you did, then go, you got some fucking counseling to go to. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see. Like, they knew the events of, of Empire Strikes Back at this point. They knew. That, that had happened. So to throw in a line like that is just, I, yeah, just somehow absurd. I always knew I find you very attractive. Like that's, that's essentially what goes on in my mind. Alabama. I, <laughs> I kind of like that Hans super misses the vibe after they have that conversation. He's just like a jealous bitch. He's like, I oh, you're to like Luke. And then he's like, I'm sorry. I was like, Hans simpy. Like, yeah, hold me. But, and then but, just runs into his arms. But again, he's he's in love with her at this point, so he's like a full-blown simp, and, and I don't blame yeah. him. Like, you'd, you'd be that way with Carrie Fisher. Um, does anyone have any more notes on that before I get into it? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't know what else there is to say about Endor, really. Yeah, other than the... Literally, once again, my friend was like, have I fell asleep for a minute? Because all of a sudden, one minute, Luke's like, I've got to go, and then he's in front of Vader. True. Well, like, yeah. yeah. I missed something. I was like, no, it just transitioned. Yeah. This is my second favorite scene in, in, in Jedi. I fucking love this scene when Luke confronts Vader mm-hmm. when he's arrest- he's been arrested. Like, one, they just chat like they've just been best of buds, father and son for years. Like, it's just nothing like Empire where Vader's like, I'll destroy you. You don't know. Me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I've seen you constructed a new lightsaber. That's pretty cool. Um, I love when Luke calls Vader Anakin and he literally points Luke's lightsaber and he's like, that name means nothing to me. I'm like, that yeah. really does. Um, but then it's just this it's this whole dialogue where Luke's trying, clearly trying to save him and you can already see the conflict of Vader knowing that he's basically like, I can't turn because I can't beat the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, I must obey my master. It's not like, oh, he's my master. It's like, I must obey him because I can't. Him. of course and then it, it's the one that gets me and i fucking love it when luke's like 
come with me. He's like, it's too late for me, son. Like, he knows that he does not want to be a Sith anymore. Like, the conflict mm-hmm. is already in there. And then, obviously, after the guards take Luke off, he just sits and kind of stands there and reflects. And you're like, they literally deep-seeded the bit that, the obviously, the thing that's coming later in that scene. And I absolutely love it. it I, again, it's just, this is the way I go. And I love the kind of subtle deconstructions of stuff you know i think it probably is because of my job and looking at how people talk and what they mm. say but just the thing that yeah that is too late for me son it's almost like he he's gone back to order 66 and he's kind of gone i'm i'm so far gone like there's no point of like even bothering at this point the emperor's yeah. got me whipped and chained um so yeah any thoughts on that bit that that was just that bit for me is like so good i i agree i agree that in terms of the driving force behind Jedi most certainly, and generally speaking, this whole original trilogy is that relationship between Luke and Vader. And we get a lot of the payoff for that in this. And as we were saying in, in the uh, Empire Strikes Back episode, is he so goddamn paternal? <laughs> you know, he's so caring about Luke. And it's it's like, it's almost sweet. Like, I, I hadn't, on, on prior watches, I hadn't necessarily picked up on that. But somewhere I was like, damn, like, he really genuinely cares about Luke. And you see that bit where, um, you know, when you say about, oh, it's an old curve, but it checks out. Like Luke, Vader is under no fucking illusions that Luke is yeah. on is on that shuttle. Like he's like, he's like, leave it to he's me. like kind of like, just like looking out the starship, like window. And he's like, yeah, just, just <laughs> let it you. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Luke looks like I'm endangering the mission all this sort of thing. And Vader's just like, hmm, let's see how, where this, let's see where this goes. But uh, I, I, I love I love their interactions, honestly. And adding on to what you just said, Vader senses him, but Palpatine doesn't. And he's like, strange, I didn't sense him here. And exactly. then all of a sudden, the Emperor's got some bullshit spin that he's like, oh, I've foreseen this. Like, he didn't. You didn't even know he was here. You lying I, fuck. I, I, I do love the, um, generally speaking, it was, it, it was Ian McDermott at this point, was it not? Yeah, and the Emperor it was. In, in Return of the Jedi? I mean, just a yeah. superb job throughout the prequels, but in, in this he does sort of another fan, a fantastic job is him saying like, oh, you know, he knows about the rebel attack and all that, like, and he set yeah. it all up and he's like, he's the one that gave them the codes and all that sort of thing. And This it, is why the dude did not go and phased for 30 years because he was just always a step was, ahead of death. And it really emphasizes that. And the prequels go even further to show just what a genius Palpatine was. And he's the king of long games, basically. Oh, yeah. I, but he's, he's the most successful, I feel. like the, One of the most successful villains of all time, really, in terms of cinema, is that he, he does it all so brazenly to, be, you know, to become uh, the head of the Galactic Republic and then just become the emperor by proxy, but in a way that is legally justifiable yeah. as well. It's like, damn, like, that's, that's some crazy shit. But you see that side of the emperor in this and him, yeah. him you know, totally being in control of the situation up until... He doesn't factor in stuff like you know Vader picking him up and chucking him into the oh, reactor. But um, yeah, I I I I love the way that the Emperor was portrayed in this, and very very sinister, but in a very cool way. And in yeah. and in like you know when he's I don't know I, I think it's superb as as you'll see when you dive into the, the climax of this. Yeah, um, I mean obviously in between that we get it's a trap, which again is like iconic line um. And that, and that whole build-up is pretty cool, but my head was just r- racing towards the Luke v. Vader thing. So, mm-hmm. again, as a kid, the build-up and the whole, obviously, like, it is a trap and the Emperor's, like, actually, the station's ready on blowing shit up was really cool to watch. And it's still fun, but 
Um, yeah, we get into it. So obviously Palpatine is literally like pushing Luke to strike him down. Here's my next question for you. When Luke strikes, goes to strike the Emperor, why did Vader, why did Vader stop him? My two, my two theories are one, he avoided, he stopped Luke killing the Emperor because then he wouldn't join the dark side, mm-hmm. which is my one I like to have as headcanon. Um, or was he defending the Emperor? Because the Emperor's like, strike me down, you'll become a Sith. And Vader obviously then stops him. Or was Vader stopping him because if Luke kills the Emperor, he becomes powerful? I, like, what do you guys think? It's just that 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 was a very interesting aspect. Because also, Vader said in Empire he wants to overthrow the Emperor. So he could have let Luke kill the Emperor and that'd have just been chilling. Like, that'd have brought the galaxy together. So was Vader already like, I need to save my son from going down this path? Or was he defending the Emperor? I think with the sort of his reflection on his own life in the previous scene, I'd say, yeah, he was protecting Luke from going down the same path mm, he had. I think so. Okay. I'm glad you feel that way. Because again, I don't, you know, people may feel differently, but I, that's the way I see it is that Vader initiates that fight to protect Luke. Mm-hmm. And as you kind of see, as, as, we, as the fight goes on, Vader's obviously clearly trying more like we said an empire is literally just one hand in like defending but vader's essentially on the defense for most of it again mm-hmm. and again like when luke uh like re- uh, puts his lightsaber away vader's like you should you um you're a fool or you know he's like it would be unwise to lower your defenses he basically is like get your lightsaber out please. <laughs> um it's a great fight i mean again in comparison to a new hope and empire this was like the pinnacle lightsaber fight for mm-hmm. me um, and it was very good. Um, in between that, um, Chewie doing Tarzan, that literally got me dead. Like I, I was creasing <laughs> <it> up. <laughs> again, if you're not a fan of the goofy stuff, but I, no, I never sat and thought I need to hear Chewie do Tarzan. But now I'm really glad that it's there. I, I was very glad for it. I mean, I love Chewie, so him him getting more just. I, I, I mean, it was goofy, right? Like it's it is goofy and a bit. Mm. out of place really that i just it was a bit but with with the, with, with, with the turn of the ewoks and all that i think it makes sense yeah and going back to the vader luke fight um i just want to say james l jones was on form with vader's mm. dialogue and the way he kind of portrays it in especially in the whole like um dialogue between like saying you know about discovering luke uh, and lara's sisters and obi-wan betraying him like so clean like so so good another think, thing i've noticed oh, go on i was just going to say that it's worth knowing as well which you haven't mentioned is that james l jones does such a good job of conveying the nuance of vader's feelings and thoughts simply through his voice because mm-hmm. of course vader is in a mask it's completely unmoving but it's mm-hmm. through james l jones voice performances and um his come i can't remember the name of the guy who's actually in the suit uh, i can't remember but uh, they did a fantastic job of mirroring the sort of physicality with the just insane voice intonation to actually convey so much emotion, even when the guy, you can't even see the guy's face until. And this, is why this, this is why he's literally, you know, one of the greatest villains of all time. He's like mm. ranked up there as one of the greatest. Um, the other thing I've noticed, and I've, uh, again, I've seen comments and stuff on it, but again, it's kind of a headcanon thing. When Luke is taunting Vader about uh, Vader is taunting Luke, sorry about he'll turn Leia, mm-hmm. and then Luke, you know, Luke gets his lightsaber out to strike. Mm-hmm. Vader has Luke's lightsaber in his hand just before that happens. 
if you go to that frame, Vader's picked up Luke's lightsaber from when he threw his at yeah. Luke and he fell down. Vader's got it in his hand. So does Luke force pull that with that much like power that Vader doesn't like doesn't realize? Because or is it just an editing thing? Like I don't know. Like maybe they made a mistake, but uh, Vader 100% has Luke's green lightsaber in his hand just before Luke like ignites it and strikes at him. So again, any any opinions on that? I, I I did notice that that you're saying that, and I think maybe it's just a, I felt like they would have made more of a, if it was him literally using the force to pull it out of his hands. I felt like they maybe could have made more of an, a deal of that. I think it maybe was just a, a, a small filming error. I I just I just yeah. feel like him sort of ripping his lightsaber out of his father's hands. You could make a really cool you know sort of shot of that, and I think it would have made a bit, yeah. quite an impact. And Vader- Vader would have surely been shocked that because you know if he's aware it's in his hand, you, he would yeah. know that it's going to release his grip. So mm-hmm. just something I've always noticed. Uh, so you know maybe it's the sheer dark side of Luke pulling it. You could head cannon it. I don't know. No, that's, yeah. what, that's what I believe. I think uh, editing faults aside, that that would still make sense. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he just goes full ham on Vader, like absolutely batters him because mm-hmm. he's obviously dark side very briefly until he sees vader's arm which is like his own which again is great um kind of great storytelling you know it's the one thing that pulls him out of actually killing vader absolutely um, and we get palpatine electrocuting luke like a little bitch and as again as a kid like again it's the first time you see force lightning i lost my fucking mind and like genuinely thought luke was gonna die like my girlfriend was like damn is he gonna die like there's no way out of this he's like mm. why can't he do this i was like Sith can do it. She's like, did the good guys not get to do it? I was like, not that I'm aware of. Like, well, not right now, Luke cannot do this. Um, and if he hadn't thrown his lightsaber away like an idiot, he could have at least tried to stop it, but he threw it away. But okay. Um, yeah, and then we and then we get to the the literal fucking best part of this film, and like literally I got shivers watching it, and I cheered as it happened, and even my girlfriend was like, that was not expected. I'm really happy that happened because she was. She was adamant that Vader was going to die, and she was yeah. like, "I really don't want him to. Like, he wants to be a dad. Like you said, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of maternal instinct there." Um, you watch the bullshit version where he goes, "No," as he picks up the Emperor, and that's the only reason I brought these additions is because I can't stand that. Yeah, because when he does it with no dialogue, just literally like the the, the close-ups on his mask and the way it's shot, and the fact that he's just kind of turning and the conflict. You can all see that conveyed in just a mask. It's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Then, yeah, just when he picks up the Emperor with like, no, again, just the four, and it's again, it's the force theme that finally comes in because he's now a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Picks him up, throws him down the shaft. Literally, I lost my fucking mind as a kid. And it's just, it, it is probably the only reason Return of the Jedi is my favorite. And you can probably hear in my voice, but it is just so fucking good. And again, as a kid, you don't see many villains have a redemption arc. You don't see them turn on their masters. Yeah. They build up Darth Vader as this, you know, big bad villain. The Emperor's the biggest bad villain. And then he literally saves his son just because it's his son. And that's just so fucking good. Like, I, yeah, chills, like, literally every time I watch it. Um, so, yeah, anyone who has watched the remastered version, just go on the internet and watch the non-remastered version and enjoy it how the scene actually was yeah um, i'd love to have seen an audience reaction in cinemas when that happened because again it doesn't re- again 
knowing what you know, you know that he's probably going to turn. You've seen the conflict, but mm-hmm. as a kid or as a newcomer, you don't expect Vader to turn on the Emperor at the end, last minute. Like, you, I, I honestly don't think I would have seen it. My girlfriend didn't see it come in. Yeah. So I think it has been great to watch. Um. So yeah, and if anyone's got anything on that, like, I know I've kind of just squealed my way through the last four minutes. No, I mean, I, I, again, as we were, as I was sort of saying earlier, the fact that he's able to convey that conflict in him as he's watching his son get crispy fried by the emperor is so good. Like, it's almost like you can just read the, the emotion on his, on his fucking black plastic mask. It's, 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 it's unreal <laughs> and it's so good. And I, I, I'd forgotten how long it takes Vader to actually intervene. Like, yeah. he lets Luke get like fucked up before he's like yeah that's that's enough like he re- the emperor goes at it and then he stops and he goes at it again and he kind of like stops and then he goes at it again vader's then vader's like yeah yeah that's it but literally just him manhandling this old ass dude is so good and, I'm and, as well. and, and just the, the way he like continues firing lightning as he falls down the pit is so funny to me but i i you should die yeah yeah but I, I, I think that it's, it's a perfect capstone to, to sort of Darth Vader's arc is that, you know, he has, he, as we sort of got the context of the prequels, it is his action there that finally brings balance to the force. It's because mm-hmm. now at that point, it's just him and Luke, you know, that, that's, that, well, no, no, well, Leia as well, but in terms of the dark side being, you know, in balance, that's it. So I, I, I'm not convinced that he's, ever fully a jedi i don't think that's him him taking an act that makes him more a jedi i think it's just him removing such a great source of the dark side balances it out if you see what i'm saying because it always yeah. has to be in balance so he's still a sith and so luke's the jedi in that equation so it's 50 it's 50 in my mind but that's that's him bringing balance to the force and that's that's perfect right like it's 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 brilliant it's it's, it's just fantastic it's just the fact they play the force theme when he does it mm, as well. Like that mm. actual musical like kind of show that he is now essentially good, mm. even if it's just for that moment. Yeah. Um and then again, like when Luke takes his mask off, like that's again that's oh. mind blowing as a first watch. Like you don't mm. you don't know what's under there. You've been wanting to know, you've had a snippet of it in Empire. Um again, original edition, Darth Vader has eyebrows in the yep. new edition, they are burnt off, which would be more accurate so again yeah. that's one for the remastered um but when he's like luke's like i gotta save and he's like you already have like that literally broke my heart Ooh. as a kid like such good dialogue again there's been some hammy dialogue in these films but mm-hmm. again the emotional beats on form and he's like tell your sister you were right oh you were god right. I'm like, oh so fucking good like and that's darth vader done like that that like that's what him perfectly rounded ending for a character who literally came in in a new hope and just like choked people like it's great it was amazing and they really built um, them up for spectacularly yeah they did and again during that part where vader's like talking to luke when he's dying the imperial theme is playing on a harp and mm. it's so fucking good like it, again he just like kind of adds weight to vader's dying like this is his this is his swan song essentially mm. um, Oh, this shit! I like I lapped this shit up last night watching it. I was just so so engrossed in it. Um, do you want to talk about the trench run with the Death Star too? It's kind of like copy and paste. 
I will say that the, the actual um, the sort of dogfight that they have with like um, Lando controlling the Millennium Falcon and um, the actual fight around the Rebel fleet and sort of it, it was really cinematic in a way that mm. I'd sort of forgotten. It was like because of course I love the dogfights in Star Wars. You know that's yeah. always been one of my favorite parts of it is the ship design and all that and to to, to actually get a sense of the scale of it. Like you have the Millennium Falcon sort of weaving between the medical ships and all that sort of thing. I, th I think it was really, really well done. But again, the trench run from uh, A New Hope was was pretty good, but it was a bit restrictive. But I feel like the the trench run from uh, Return of the Jedi is a bit bit more bigger budget, so we say. I, I think I, I like it a bit more. I think that the, my favorite bit about the whole, like, build up to the trench and as you literally get a suicide bomber just because he's because his engines cut out so he just throws himself into the star destroyer yeah like, the star destroyer, isn't he? he literally just throws himself into the control room i was like that's fucking <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the same ship that anakin has in episode three is it it looks like it could just be a an episode error three. On so anakin's ship at the beginning of the trench run in revenge of the sith it looks exactly like the, the suicide. You mean, you mean his one. Jedi Starfighter? No, I, I think it's an A. It's a yellow. Is it an A wing? It's an A wing, I think. Like... It's an A wing that crashes, I think. So it, it's a totally, oh. totally different thing. But there's one. There's one that looks like it in in the mm. cockpit, um, and I just assumed it was the same suicide bomber. Like, oh uh, right, yeah, no. It looks like a very similar. It could have just been me. Like, I like mm. I haven't watched Revenge of the Sith in a while, so that's my bad, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, no. I, I just, I'm just. And it's cool. I, I could be totally wrong as well. So, um, then kind of wrapping up, Leia acting like um she loves Luke isn't an issue to Han. Like she's like, well, of course I love him. Like she hasn't explained why. So like mm. Han's like, you you basically two time in me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then when she tells him, I, again, I don't know if it's just head can or something, but he kind of looks really confused. And part of me is like, he's absolutely having flashbacks to when she was snogging his face off in Empire. And 100%. Like, what the hell am I getting into right now? Like, I, he, again, Harrison Ford was probably like, I'm so done with this now. Like, what? I'm, I'm sure that, you, that that gave him conniptions, man. He was just like, <laughs> why, why is she so weird, man? Why is she so weird? Um, yeah, and then you end with Vader on the pyre, which is gorgeous and, mm -hmm. you know, again, fitting end. And then, again, the last change of the original trilogy, you have Sebastian Shaw playing Anakin Skywalker as an older Anakin. Yeah. Unless you watch your editions and you get Hayden Christensen, which it doesn't really bother me either way. Um, I guess you could call Anakin, Hayden Christensen's appearance as the last time he was a Jedi. Yeah. Ashton stands as what he would look like if he wasn't completely melted and half robot. It's kind uh, of cool either way. I think it is kind of fitting that because again he says that the name Anakin means nothing to him, but then by the end of it he's become like by by acknowledging Luke, he's acknowledging the fact that that is his son, right? And so he has to acknowledge his own identity as a sort of you know reciprocal sort of acknowledgement, basically. So it's him becoming Anakin again. So that's how. Anakin was like he, he stopped being Anakin when he became Darth Vader. So yeah, I fully agree with you on that. That 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 makes perfect sense to me that Hayden would be there. But again, I can see why people would not like that change. It doesn't bother me either way. Honestly, yeah. I like both. Um, again, it depends on what edition you're kind of watching. But again, I was used to Sebastian Shaw's version. So yeah, yeah. 
and he's the guy in the suit when his mask comes off. So mm-hmm. yeah. marries up, I suppose. But um, yeah, any other thoughts on Return of the Jedi? I apologize to viewers that I have literally gone on an <laughs> rampage today, but this was the one I was very excited about. And I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith will probably be similar to all three of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed Return of the Jedi, as I said, but in terms of my rankings, it was probably second place. So I, I, I think that sort of encapsulates most of what I've got to say, really. Yeah. Ben, anything else? No, I mean, I found that I didn't enjoy it as much as I feel like I used to. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad film. It is just, I kept getting taken away from the moment a little bit. Yeah. But as you say, the highs are, are pretty damn high in this film. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's up there. It's absolutely up there on my overall list but just not probably as high as I would have remembered. Mm-hmm. So. I also just want to add before we wrap up, I'm not very excited to do the sequels now because of watching Luke's character arc and how he is with Vader and knowing what we get in The Last Jedi, I'm really torn because I know a lot of fans see it this way and I didn't see it myself the first time, but we'll get into it when we we, we do the sequels, if we do them, but... I do feel like the character that we get in Return of the Jedi is kind of like just completely took away from us. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, definitely. But that's kind of just, that's setting up the preface of how I feel about The Last Jedi at the moment. And because I haven't watched the pre sequels in a long time. Mm-hmm. And and so rewatching Jedi and having all this emotion with how Luke's character and Vader's character was. Yeah, I I'm not very excited right now. So much worse than you think. <laughs> Well, we'll get on to that. So um, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, it's been probably been a bit of a long one. Uh, when you join us next, we will be starting the prequel trilogy. Oh. We're doing Phantom Menace. Um, there's going to be a lot of conversations going on between all three of those films. So mm. hopefully you can them. Uh, thank you, everyone.